Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today uh, on a Sunday by Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com beat reporter for recruiting. Uh, he is the man in the know, and he was in Austin yesterday uh, for the big recruiting weekend for the Longhorns, also on Friday down there for the Texas Relays. Uh, big weekend in Austin overall, Justin. Absolutely big. I mean, you can't schedule so many you can't have so many events come on the same weekend at the same time and then happen to have the number one player in the country the most talked about recruiting in, in, in ages on campus at the same time texas relays roundup dell match play austin texas if you if you're interested in going to a place that things are happening things are happening in austin you know uh I, a lot was made yesterday uh, and you wrote an article about it this morning on insidetexas.com uh, about the uh, protective strategy of, <laughs> of uh, Steve Sarkeesian, all of those offensive linemen joining uh, in on the official vi- or on the visit of Arch Manning this weekend, not only five uh, high school seniors to be that Texas is recruiting among the best in, in the country, uh, but also three of the under uh, three of the guys that just signed this past year were in town. They had a 2024 prospect as well. Um, and then I, I really liked your article this morning where you've got a, a quote from each and every one of those kids that were on campus yesterday uh, from the offensive line group. Uh, in general, what did you think of that strategy from Steve Sarkeesian and his group? You know, you have to give Sark and Kyle Flood a ton of credit. This was strategical genius. I did not anticipate Saturday morning seeing the sequel to The Bodyguard, uh, but that's exactly what, we, that's exactly what happened. Uh, as they continued to walk through the, the gates to practice, Large human after large human just kept walking by. Kelvin Banks looks incredible. Connor Robertson is in great shape. Cam Williams has never looked that good. I mean, these these guys look like monsters. And then, like you said, the 2023 crew that came through, Harris Sewell and Jaden Chapman and Andre Kojo and Ian Reed and Connor Stroh. Connor Stroh is 6'7", 345. I think Sarkin and, and the Texas staff wanted to assure the Manning family and Archibald himself that if he does in fact choose Texas he will be protected by some of the largest people on the planet and to me even catching up with those guys I I, I mentioned it because Harris Sewell had said something about being his bodyguard and I said man is, is that kind of what it felt like and everybody said absolutely like they want to know who's going to be his protector of the pocket and and you know an offensive line is such a funny subject with Texas and recruiting and, and, and fans and so but Kyle Flood has it's a, it, it, it's a lot different than what we've been seeing over the last five to 10 years from the offensive line department at the University of Texas. What Kyle Flood is doing is great. And I love Jaden Chapman's quote. He, every, you know, he had heard all these positives from Coach Flood. Then he finally got to see him in a process yesterday. He got to see the practice. He got to attend the meetings. He got to talk to the other offensive linemen. He said everything people had told him about Kyle Flood was right. And to him, that was the that's what stood out the most. 
Chapman nearing a decision or is he still looking around or you get the feeling that he might be or, or what's going on there? I, you know, I don't think he's nearing a decision. I do think Texas is his leader, but I do think Alabama is still a factor. They, they, they're interested. They've offered, they, they want to get him there. Um, I think there's a, there's a few other schools in the mix as well. Chapman, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to catch up with him a little bit. And our own Eric Nolene has been able to catch up with his dad. Texas is in a great spot. I could see Mer maybe narrowing down a list, uh, you know, at the end of spring and, and possibly a, a some, something in the summer, maybe before his senior year. But right now, I think Texas is, is holding steady and they're not pushing too hard. They're, uh, they're, they're doing some 38 special. They're, they're holding on loosely. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the interesting part there is Chapman also expected back next weekend, I believe, uh, to to be back in town for a visit. Yes, he'll be oh. back on April 2nd. Yeah, uh, so that's that's good news there. Uh, probably, you know, you said your favorite quote may have been um, from uh, from from Chapman. Mine was was from Harris Sewell, the one that you quoted, and he said he felt like there was a winning atmosphere. is a little bit different in Austin uh, this time from the last time he visited that's that it, it it was it was a great conversation uh I mean and that's another thing you see these O-linemen time and time again Harris is filling out this guy is barrel chested this guy is huge he looks like the road grader everybody has projected him to be and I think early on Texas wasn't as big a school in his mind I think Notre Dame had made a really good push I think Oklahoma had a real good sales pitch A&M is something that he, you know he wanted to go visit Clemson is also making a big push and I think those guys were actually kind of jockeying for for the position and Texas was a little bit behind I think you can safely say after this weekend uh, Texas is not only squarely in the mix I think with Arch Manning being involved uh, Texas looks just really good. And I said, you know, how, what changed from last year coming to visit and this year? And he said, the, the atmosphere feels different. It feels like a winning atmosphere right now. He said, he said, you know, I've learned in this recruitment process to take my time and to learn about things and to, and he said, I think it's just for Texas, it was just getting everything settled in. You know, last year was a kind of a crash course. It was Sark's first year, transition class, transfer portal, you know, all this stuff going on. And so that's what he saw at first at Texas, all that, you know, uh, not so much confusion, but all that uh, interaction. Now it's kind of streamlined. And, and Harris is a smart kid. You know, uh, the, the man, the mojo made product is a guy that, that takes his time. And I'll tell you what, Texas is really, if all the offensive linemen that were on campus this weekend, they moved the needle with Harris Sewell. Yeah, Ian Reed also on campus, the young man from Austin Vandegrift that is one of my favorite players, the, the rugby player <laughs> also, yeah. uh, big offensive lineman there. He was on campus, had some nice things to say. Uh, Andre Kojo on campus, the Mansfield Timberview, uh, big offensive lineman. And then you mentioned Connor Stroh uh, as well. Uh, you know, but the, the thing that you and I talked about uh, and, and have mentioned and, and it kind of went under the radar a little bit because of the focus on this offensive line strategy we talked about uh, in this weekend with all those guys uh, showing up to, to meet Arch Manning and, and to watch Texas practice. The other part of this is a couple of former Texas quarterbacks, NFL quarterbacks, were also on campus and played a role this weekend in that recruitment, we think. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you can start with Colt McCoy being at practice on Saturday. You know, uh, if you're recruiting a quarterback, there's probably not a better guy to have in your corner than, than Colt McCoy. I mean, that, that, that guy's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a longhorn legend. Like the commercial says, uh, this guy just, he, he, 
he just gives. And the fact that he was there and he got to talk to the quarterbacks and he got to interact with those guys. And, you know, he got to interact with Arch and his family. That was a big plus. But uh, another factor that, you know, Sam Ellinger, you, you're going to have a hard time finding a person that loves the University of Texas more than that guy. He not only was was so helpful on Friday at Dell Match Play, hanging out with Arch and his family, and, and, and Josh Thompson was there as well, and Will Randall, Arch's teammate, was involved as well. But you know, Sam took him later that evening, and 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 they 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 hung out more and did some more things. And you know, Sam Ellinger is the gift that keeps on giving. People, if, if you don't realize by this point, Sam Ellinger helped Texas get Quinn Ewers. It was a lot of it was, it was some of his influence. And I think you're seeing more of that with Arch. You know, uh, he's he wants Texas to be successful. He wants the Longhorns to be good. That's his. That, that's what he's been ingrained in. It's in his DNA. He's been gone for a year and a half, and he's still trying to help this program. And so, I, you know, when you get those two guys involved, and again, give Sark credit. Sark's got to pick up that phone and make these calls. Sark has to get this plan, you know, executed, and he's doing that. And when you get Colt McCoy and Sam Ellinger involved, Arch Manning just sits there and, and smiles and listens and, and, and soaks it up. Yeah, I don't I, – no offense, but I don't think Matt Stafford's going back to Georgia uh, for the Arch Manning visit, and I don't think – uh, Tua, Jalen Hurts, or uh, Mac Jones are going to be in, in – I, I just don't see that, you know. So we'll see how that goes uh, in, at Alabama for the visit. Um, I, I'm looking at it right now, and I do think that, that uh, you know, we'll, we'll be – without firsthand knowledge right now of how the visit went for Arch Manning, are you feeling that there were some positive feelings towards the visit – um, how are you feeling overall towards uh, the Arch Manning visit? To me, uh, and, and like I said, Eric Nolina, my, my, my co-pilot, we talked about this. Everything that we've heard and wrote and reported was justified. From everything we've heard, you know, this is a kid that he's a, he's a, he's a, he's your prototypical high school kid that wants to live the college life. Austin, Texas, if you want to live in a college, in a big college town and be it, the, you know, the center of attention gives you that and I mean think about it like this Bobby I was thinking about it how many visits you know Texas has been visited more by Arch Manning than any other school to my knowledge he's the Texas is the only school that he's taken pictures in a uniform of I'm not sure if he's done that with other schools Texas is th a three-day visit to Austin whereas he's in Georgia for a day he may be going to Bama next next Saturday or Sunday for a day or two like all the signs point that Texas is, is doing the right things. They're leading the, the charge in this. And, and after this weekend, and, and that, and that's also includes tight end Will Randall after this weekend, I, I think that's just justified. I think everything that, that Eric and I have wrote and, and, and talked about and reported on is accurate. This is a guy that loves Austin, loves the atmosphere and loves the idea of the college life in Austin, not only playing quarterback, but, you know, pledging to a frat, you know, building relationships and bonds, building a legacy, building a brand. I mean, that's what a Manning is in essence. And to put that on a pedestal in Austin, Texas, I'm not sure you could get more exposure. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It'll be interesting to see if we get any direct feedback from the Manning family. They've been, I mean, they don't owe anybody anything from a public, public uh, media perception. So what we get is what we get. And so, We'll, we'll be tracking that information 
as it occurs. I can, uh, I can tell you this real quick. Don't, I can tell you this. Catching up with a source close to the, the staff at Newman last night, those boys were having a real good time. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. Okay, um, moving on real quick past that. He also had quite a few receivers in town this week. Jonte Cook from DeSoto was in on Thursday. Uh, then Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse were in on Saturday. Uh, McCall Harrison Pilot not only was in on Thursday, but also in on Saturday. Um, any news on those guys or guys that you got a chance to talk to? No, you know, Jonte was – he did it big. He came in early and, and got to hang out Thursday night because Jonte was was participating in the Texas Relays and he didn't want to have any, uh, you know, uh, you know, conflicting – uh, plans he wanted to, to make sure he gave it the, his uh his most at the relays and, and he was impressive with those guys um you know but Jonte's close to arch these two guys have been kind of close to each other for well over a year now uh there, there's you know we see this all the time and i know you've seen it in the business where you know package deals we, we've heard about this from class to class and and rarely does that ever come to fruition um, sometimes it does, but, but usually it's just talk because, uh, it sounds good and you want to tell people what they want to hear. But in this case, there's a relationship between Arch Manning and Jonte Cook. These two guys respect each other. They like each other. They keep tabs on each other. And the fact that Jonte came in Thursday before the, the relays, just so he could hang out with, with Arch and Will and the family, uh, that, that bodes well for Texas because Arch, I mean, because Jonte's recruitment's going to. It's going to take some time. It's going to it's going to probably go the distance. This is a guy that has every offer in the country, and this is a guy that's going to take more trips. He's you know he's still looking at LSU. He's still looking at Georgia. He's really looking at Texas A and M, which I feel like is probably Texas' biggest competition for Cook. I thought it was great that he made that effort to come in a day early just so he could hang out with Arch and Will. And then with Jaden Greathouse, he kept telling me how he wanted to watch a Texas football practice. He wanted to see – he knew how the coaches treated the recruits. He wanted to see how they treated the players. He wanted to see how they interacted, you know, the hands-on approach. And then with Michael Harrison Pilot, yeah, he plays wide receiver. I mean, I don't think there's anything – there's nothing he can't do. The guy is a tremendous football player on both sides of the ball. He's a tremendous baseball player. I mean, he might be a corner uh, outfielder prospect. And he's he's hellacious on the track. I mean, this is and he's also highly intelligent. He, he he's a winner in all regards. And, and and that's another guy that Texas is. You know, I think that's why they're in good shape with, with MHP is because they're look, recruiting him as an athlete. Whereas he probably projects best at safety at the college level. They're telling him, look, you might be a wide receiver. We don't know that yet. You're just a junior. We'll take you as an athlete. We'll figure it out when you get on campus. And for Harrison Pilot. That's that that sales pitch is working. You know, it's interesting to me uh, about him, as you mentioned, the baseball and the, the multi sport and the 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 uh, uh, intelligent part of it. You know who it reminds me of is another Central Texas product that actually went pro baseball first and then bounced back to the University of Texas to play his football career. And that's Quan Cosby. Just, a, just as my brain was going and you're talking about a guy from Temple versus a guy from Mart and uh, had that baseball prowess in him. Um, the one that you and I talked about off the, uh, before this call, off the air, that you said was effusive, uh, is kind of fun to be around this weekend, was Braylon James, the receiver from Del Valley. Absolutely. You know, Braylon's, a, this is a recruitment we're still trying to figure out. You know, we'll, I'll be totally honest. We, <laughs> we don't always know where these kids are going to go. And Braylon James is a guy that I've actually known for a couple of years now, you know, down the road at Del Valley, you know, outside of Austin, a big kid, long kid, 6'3", 6'4", about 180, 185. 
You know, he, he had he, incredible testing numbers. He, he He's that prototypical guy that can grow. He has the frame to like fill out to be an, an outstanding outside receiver at the next level. When when we saw Braylon and, and I, mean, I say we, Eric Nalin and I, when we saw Braylon and his father walk up, he couldn't have been more excited. He runs over to give a hug. He goes over to, to throw up the hook him. He runs into the practice and starts filming himself. He he was so fun, so happy to be immersed in, in, in the Texas process. And it was interesting to us because as we reported, Notre Dame feels very confident about Braylon James right now. Uh, there's some other schools that are that are making pushes for him as well, but but Notre Dame feels like they're in a great position. And so in this class. They need a big outside guy. They've got their inside guys identified. Jonte Cook, Jaquez Pedway. They've got their flex guy identified, Jaden Greathouse. They need that big outside guy, that Isaiah Nayor type, that can grow into that over a couple of years. Braylon James is that guy. And so we're, we're still, you know, I got to catch up with him afterwards and he had an absolute great time. And, and we'll have more on him later at, at Inside Texas. But the truth is, you know, when you see that type of enthusiasm without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call click or just stop by Granger. For the ones who get it done. There's usually something to it. When you see that type of glow, I mean, a lot of these kids, it's just going through the motions. A lot of these kids, they get star-eyed. They have the, 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 the post-visit you know, high, so to speak. But Braylon was just bouncing. He was so happy and excited. I know him and Coach Marion are building a really good relationship. They're getting to know each other a lot closer. We're probably going to have to go by Del Valley here in the next month just to check in on him again. We'll certainly see him again soon. Uh, but the fact that Jalen Bra- Braylon James showed up and, and, and came with that vibe and that positivity, man, that just added to a really, really good day for Texas um, what I mentioned was not a huge day on defense for, for the Longhorns because it was more offensive focus. Uh, but the guys that on, on campus, Samaj Burrell was there, uh, the linebacker out of North Crowley. I want to get your take on him, how he looked. Brad Spence uh, down in the Houston area was also there. And then uh, two guys I, I, I unfortunately didn't mention in my haste yesterday, uh, uh, Jamal Shaw out of West Orange Stark, the safety, uh, and then Javen Anderson, who is a uh, – uh, Javen Anderson, who is a safety that Texas is recruiting as a spin down linebacker. Uh, anything on those four guys? Uh, start with Burrell, please. Okay. You know, it's funny you say that because I, <laughs> I asked Kojo in a, in a post visit interview, I said, you know, what was the trip like? And he said, well, the last time I was here it was all about the defense. He said, this time we had, it was all about the offense. And I thought that was pretty intuitive of him to notice that, you know, Samaj Burrell, he canceled an Ohio state visit to come to Texas uh, this is a guy, and if you're talking about defensive players, we're talking about players in general in the DFW area, you have to mention Chris Gilbert. 
what he is doing for the University of Texas goes above and beyond his job. This is a guy that is really building incredible bonds with these guys. He's known these players for years. You talk to Samaje and he'll say that, that Chris Gilbert's his guy. He loves Chris Gilbert. In Texas, you forget, you may not remember, was one of the first offers Burrell had. They were early on that evaluation. And I think Chris Gilbert's been kind of the steward of that. He's been the guy that's been, you know, proactive in the DFW and East Texas area, offering those younger kids earlier because you know you're going to offer him anyway, you might as well start the relationship and, and, and start the bond. And so Samaje Burrell is probably the best inside linebacker in the state. And I'm not, that's nothing against Anthony Hill because I think Anthony Hill could do all three. Uh, and I think Darren Gallette, who I watched run the anchor in the four by 200, could do all three. I mean, those two guys are monsters, but Burrell is one of those throwback inside backer types, guys that like to, they don't get caught in the wash, they shoot gaps. Uh, you know, they, 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 they track and they smack. And that's, that's what Burrell does. And so getting him back on campus was big. I was unable to see or catch up with Brad Spence, uh, but I know Texas is in on that one. This is a guy that, you know, he has pass rushing in his veins. He has the most natural pass rushing skills. And, and, and I'm curious to see how that's going to translate at the next level. And then, you know, talking to Jamal Shaw, that's a guy that Texas looks great already and not just because his brother Johnny was a commit back in I believe the class of 2014 2013 something like that from center it's been so long ago Jamal is a guy that they need Texas doesn't have a big hitting safety on their roster right now they don't they have a lot of guys that can cover and I think Jamal I think every tech, good tech great Texas defense has had that big hitting safety and Shaw fits that mold and so I think Jamal is a guy that Texas is clearly in in the lead in that regard and and, and I I'm not sure what the timeline is on Shaw, but Texas looks great. He's still going to take a few more visits. He's going to see Houston. I think he's going to see Baylor, uh, but Shaw looks great as well. And so, yeah, um, it was uh, it was more of an offensive generated day considering when elite junior day in late January was, was more of a defensive time, but there's still some defensive dudes on campus and still some guys that really, really like the horns. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Texas relays. There were a few guys at the relays that could not, make the visit because of the rule UIL or NCAA rules about uh, simultaneous visits during a competition or whatever. Uh, and so they couldn't necessarily uh, officially meet with coaches. Uh, Darian Gallette from Marlin, certainly one of those, but Texas wants to get back on campus. He may be the state's top edge prospect. Um, he is, he's 6'3", 230 and ran the four by 200 meter anchor. Just, Here, and, just and for- <laughs> and long jumped almost 22 feet. So yeah, hey, and, and let me let me let me add a quick note so we don't, so I don't forget on Gleb. He is as big as advertised. <laughs> Watching that guy run on the track is unfair. That <laughs> dude is a monster. And here's another and here's another thing. While he's viewed as an edge at the next level, Texas isn't putting him in that box. Texas is recruiting him as a Sam, Mike, or a Buck. Mainly a Buck. They told him you can play inside, you can play outside. We think you can play all three spots. And so Texas actually envisions him in, in more of a, a true, a traditional linebacker sense. And when you see him, it's unbelievably obvious. He's an incredible athlete. Both his parents were, were basketball players. And so you see where that, you know, that, um, that athleticism comes when, when you see those highlights on the court. Well, it translates on the track, too. Kid's incredible. Kid, kid, and he was so helpful. He got a little sick during my interview, and, and, and I felt terrible for him. But as soon as he was done, he was ready to go. <laughs> um, other guys that were there, Rod Pleasant from Gardena, Sarah, 
uh, ran a 10 5 5 uh, on uh, Thursday uh, in Gardena, California, Malik Murphy's high school teammate. Uh, Javen Thomas and Malik Muhammad, both from South Oak Cliff, were in town for the Texas relays, but could not meet with the Texas coaches. Uh, and then also, um, I, I wanted to mention Bravion Rogers from LaGrange. He was yeah. in town as well, uh, and he's expected back uh, in the coming week or so, I think. Uh, so Texas, we feel, or at least you told me that, that you feel that Texas may be making a little bit of a move there. Yes, with Bravion, first of all, he ran an 11 100 And Bravion is, 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 I think he's listed at 6'1", 175 maybe. He looks longer than that. He looks like that, that prototypical long corner that everyone's looking for now, the, the Ryan Watts type guy. I mean, Bravion, he's such an explosive athlete. The fact that he was running and, 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 and you know, he was disappointed with that time. I said, man, <laughs> that's an incredible time for a guy your size. Um, that's just, you know, A&M is, is a factor in this recruitment. There's a few other schools. I think LSU is a, a big factor in this recruitment, but he, you know, reiterated to us that he's going to try to make the spring game. Yeah. He, he's building, he loves coach Joseph. He talks to coach Gideon. He talks to coach Sark. He actually said he FaceTimed with coach Sark last week. And those two guys are starting to, to get a little bit closer. And I've kind of noticed a trend with this class when Sarkeesian starts FaceTiming these guys more and more by the week, the attention starts to amp up and their interest in Texas starts to amp up. It's almost like, you know, he's, he's really, this is a hands-on guy in every sense of the word. And I think that they're using that with Bravian Rogers. I think they're, they're using that approach. Uh, Sark's getting more involved and he's supposed to be on campus for the spring game. Um, Cedric Baxter, the nation's number one running back was on campus on Friday, a young man from Orlando Edgewater. We don't have any immediate feedback there. He also visited Texas A&M over the weekend, I believe. Um, but I did want to ask you about two no-shows uh, that we were expecting or that were expected. And, and I don't know that we know a reason yet uh, for their, their absence. Marcus Steele out of Naaman Forest, the two-way lineman that Texas is recruiting. And then also Ruben Owens, uh, the running back at, out of El Campo. Have you heard anything on that or uh, we're going to run that down this week? We, we have to run down Marcus deal where I'm, I'm unclear right now, you know, why he didn't make it in. Sometimes there's legitimate reasons. It's, you know, fans don't need to think it has anything to do with the school. Sometimes some stuff actually happens. I was able to catch up with Ruben Owens this weekend. He just wasn't able to make it in. I believe he had a meet, a track meet that he wanted to make sure he hit on Friday. And then Saturday, he, you know, this is a guy that he really does a lot of traveling. He, he visits a lot of schools. I mean, Team Owens enjoys the recruiting process and, 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 and everything that comes with it. And so he, he was disappointed that he wasn't able to come in this weekend. But, you know, talking to a source close to the Texas staff, they, they're not worried at all. As a matter of fact, they, they, they feel like they're in a great spot with Ruben. I still feel like they're in a great spot. But, you know, in that particular recruitment, you, you've just got to kind of you just got to settle in and just enjoy the ride because it could go five different ways over the next month. And that's just to be expected when you're one of the top tailbacks in the country. But Texas, you know, with Marcus deal, we'll figure that out, you know, in the next few days, you know, what kind of happened there. Jerry's got a good uh, in, in on that family. But with Ruben, he told me he just wasn't able to make it. He was, you know, he'd been doing so much traveling and he had ran into meet on Friday. But I anticipate Ruben to be on campus no later than the spring game. Gotcha. I think and I think that list is actually going to start building up over the next few weeks as well. Got it. Um, question for you, your overall impression on this weekend for the Longhorns? I mean, besides the offensive line theme, just, 
you couldn't have had a better atmosphere. The weather, the environment, um, the scenery. I mean, there's just so many positive things. It could have been a terrible, you know, it could have been terrible weather. It could have been horrible in, in so many other aspects, but it just seemed like, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a tinge of burnt orange everywhere. Uh, there was just a, a good vibe everywhere. And I know, I feel like we say that a lot, but we really don't because there, <laughs> I don't remember saying that much during the Tom Herman era. era. I don't remember saying much of that at all in the Charlie Strong era. And so people need to understand it's the culture that Sarkeesian is, is cultivating. And it, it really starts to take shape was in January. It wasn't last year. His first year, I think it was getting his footing. Now you're starting to see it, you know, talking to JV on Toviano, he's coming in next weekend. It was his birthday on Friday. I had to make sure, I, you know, I, I hit him up and, and he senses it. He, he feels like it's a family atmosphere. He senses that these coaches have kind of settled in. And Harris Sewell made that comment as well. He said, I feel like everybody's kind of settled in now and, and kind of understands the role. And, and I'll, I'll finish with this. Andre Kojo probably had one of the better quotes later. He said, you know, everybody is happy at Texas. There's never a negative player or a negative coach or, a, you know, something negative going on. It's always a positive vibe. They're smiling. They recognize each other. Everyone talks to each other. There's no walking in the halls and not saying hi, not checking in on each other. And, and Andre loved that. And I think all the players overall, I think that's what they get when they come and experience practice, the intensity, the tempo, but also the meetings, but also, you know, the interactions with the players going in and out of the facility, what they do on a regular basis. I think Sark is showing these recruits, Texas can win here. We can do this. You just got to get the culture right. And I think he's starting to shape it that way. And this weekend to me was as much of a culture weekend as you could have had. You mentioned Toviano next week. Texas sets up now for a more defensive week next week, although there will be some other players. There'll be players from both sides of the ball in, uh, no doubt. Uh, Longhorns, it looks like, are about 15 to 20 more prospects set for another practice on Saturday of next week. Of course, Roundup won't be going on. Neither will Texas Relays or, or Dell Match play, but it's still going to be a busy week in Austin. Um, anything you want to say about uh, those guys right now or just – uh, trying to get ready for it all and, and uh, uh, get ready to, to make sure we got the list right and know who all is going where this week. Absolutely. And, and that's another thing. These lists are fluid. That's why you have to check inside Texas probably five or 10 times a day, every day, <laughs> every time. I mean, it's just, that's the rules because you know, these lists are fluid. They changed, you know, Jonah Wilson was, was going to try to make it in this week, but he couldn't. And he was really disappointed. And he said, but I'm damn sure going to make it next week. Kyle Parker wanted to try to sneak in earlier this week with a couple of his Lovejoy teammates. He wasn't able to, he said, he's going to make sure he makes it in next weekend. We've got a list at InsideTexas.com already of, of, of some of the guys that are expected for April 9th. Uh, be sure and check that out. We're, we're continually building that list and, and we'll continue to, to update it as much as possible. I don't anticipate the um, the pomp and circumstance that we had this 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 weekend, but if I know Sark and Kyle Flood and those guys, they're going to come up with something, and it's probably going to work. <laughs> well, it's April second and April 9th. I think they they got guys both. April um, second. Right. I'm sorry. I, that's all right. I'm, I'm in April 9th. That's okay. These days I, are blurring I, together, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, Justin, I appreciate your your work and you were the feet on the ground yesterday, involved in the middle of it. I will say this, you mentioned Inside Texas where you and I uh, spend our days. Uh, Inside Texas has a special going on right now for new subscribers. Four months for just $1. Uh, 
Uh, it's a special deal. I don't know that we've ever done that before. Uh, just to see if you can give it a try, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, again, Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. This has been Bobby Burton, uh, and I, this is our, our re weekly recruiting episode, and it has been a big one. Uh, thank you, Justin, for your time. I know the fans appreciate it as well. Uh, yeah. For, for uh, Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.